Hello, this is Angie Meadows. This is The Rocker Recovery. We're coming to you from Expression Studio in Huntington, West Virginia. We're glad to have you for this radio show. Also be aired on my podcast called Rocker Recovery. You can find the PDF on enablersjourney.com. We're going to continue talking about fear. This is our third lesson in fear. And we're going to do an evaluation today of our physical reactions and our emotional responses and some of our coping strategies with fear. So I need you to listen to my questions on my, your physical symptoms about fear. And then I need you to gauge them as to whether they are none, like I don't have any of that, or mild, moderate, or whether these symptoms are overwhelming, or whether they are paralyzing, or whether they are in total torment. So you can kind of gauge them from 1 to 10, 10 being torment, and 0 being to 1 being very little, if any. So here are some of my physical reactions that I have with fear. So some of us don't have thoughts. We don't understand we're having fear. But if we can recognize these physical symptoms, then you will know, yes, I'm having emotional trauma, emotional responses, fear that I'm holding inside. So there's 19 of them. So my physical reactions to fear could be teeth grinding, jaw tightening, racing, and uncontrollable thoughts, no thoughts at all, freezing and unable to move, physical pain that's exaggerated, particularly after a fearful thought, heart rate increased, sweating. Here's one of the main ones that I know that I'm stuck in fear as I'm choking on my food or on my water, twitching, particularly eye twitching, lip or nail biting, scratching or picking at your skin, stomach issues, restlessness, sleeplessness, drowsiness or inability to get off the couch, overeating, undereating, or self-destructive behaviors like cutting or drugging yourself with alcohol or substance abuse, obsessing over games or overworking. Any of these physical reactions could be caused by fear. Okay, now let's look at emotional responses. So when I have fear, in my emotions, it's going to come out if I don't deal with it. If I don't journal it, write about it, talk to the Lord about it, talk to a good friend, get counsel, I'm going to have these emotional responses. And I may not even know why. So there are 13 of them. Agitation, helplessness, anxiety, fretfulness, worrying, depression, giving up, overwhelmed with my daily task, withdrawing, isolation, self-pity, and unable to make a decision. Now these are emotional responses that I might have because of fear. Rest assured that if you don't deal with your exaggerated emotions, they come out in negative ways and in other ways that are not functional coping. Now let's evaluate how much fear you have when you meet new people when you go to work? How much fear do you have when you start a job? How much fear do you have about meeting the expectations of others? Or about going to church? Or about even going to the grocery store? Or going shopping? Or driving and traveling? How much fear do you have when you watch the news? Or when you watch movies? How much fear do you have with family reunions? Or going to court? How much fear do you have if there's a crisis, if there's a job loss, a death, a divorce, a homelessness? 
How much fear do you have of God? Like an anxious type of fear, not a reverential type of fear. How much fear do you have of judgment? Do you think all things that happen to you are for your punishment? Do you fear your death or the death of others? How often do you let your mind focus on anxious thoughts like being attacked, robbed, beaten, kidnapped, or a car wreck, or a death of a loved one, or snakes, or any other violent, angry thing? How much fear do you have of worrying about being rebuked or confronted or challenged? How much fear do you have of being arrested or put in prison? And what other fears do you need to address? Now let's look at coping skills. Let's look at some healthy coping skills. Whenever you're overwhelmed with fear, you can exercise, you can work on a hobby, you can meditate on scripture, you can read a good book, you can take a walk, you can talk to a friend, you can purpose to enjoy the present moment that you are in right now. You can talk with God, you can read your Bible, you can go to a support group meeting, you can go to a counselor, you can go to church, you could go to a zoo or a park, you could play a game with a child. You could go hiking or swimming. Now, whenever you're working on coping skills and you don't know what to do, just do the next right thing. Just make your bed, open the curtains, wash your dishes, do your laundry, do the ironing. These are things that will build your confidence in yourself and in your day. Now, let's look at destructive, dysfunctional coping skills. Yelling or screaming or pacing the floor, fretting, turning over and over negative thoughts, justifying why you're right and being angry, going into denial, causing confusion, being impatient or frustrated with yourself or with others, hurting yourself or others, numbing yourself with mind-altering substances, going into isolation or withdrawal, going to nightclubs or bars, going to places where you know there are not healthy people or healthy things for you to do there, role-playing murder in your mind, or suicidal thoughts. These are very destructive coping skills, and they could be rooted in your fears. And these fears could be actual fears, or they could be fears that are not in reality. Now, we have seven different types of fear that I identified in my own life that I want to share with you. The first one is rational fears, fears of cougars and bears or snakes. Well, we need to be prudent with this. A prudent man sees danger and he takes refuge, but the simple keep going and they suffer for it in Proverbs 22, 3. Other scriptures for rational fears would be Proverbs 27, 12, 15, 5, or Proverbs 14, 15. Now let's look at irrational fears. Constant worrying about a car wreck, about death, about the past, about the future, things that we would consider vain imaginations. The thing that I need to do with irrational fears is to control my thoughts. For we walk not in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for our weapons of the warfare are not carnal, but mighty, through God to pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ in 2 Corinthians 10.5. So we've looked at rational fears. We need prudence with rational fears. With irrational fears, we need to control our thoughts. Now the third type of fear that I am able to identify is the fear of man. The fear of man is traps and snares. The fear of man is a snare. And then selfishness and bullying and coercion. These 
A man like this in your life or a woman like this in your life or a boss is going to give you fear. And God might allow this in your life to show you how to cope with the fear of man. Now, the opposite of the fear of man is trusting in the Lord and resting in him. So let's look at Proverbs 29:25. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. You can also see Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Now in Isaiah 30:15, it says, In repentance and rest is your salvation, and quietness and trust is your strength. That's a key verse. I better read that one again. Repentance and rest is your salvation. Quietness and trust is your strength. If you have no strength, repent, rest, be quiet, and trust. Now that was the fear of man. The fourth type of fear that I identified was character assassination. There are many people that will assassinate your character. They cause confusion and jealousy and envy, persecution, slander, brings faint-heartedness and entanglements into this world. What God commands us to do in these situations is to stand steadfast. Because our liberty is in Christ, our freedom is in Him. We do not have to worry about character assassination. So let's look at Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again in that yoke of bondage. Other verses you might like to look at here would be Galatians 5.13.2 and Galatians 2.4 or 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now let's look at Isaiah 61.1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has sent me to bind up with the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. So when our character is being assassinated, if we stand steadfast, if our liberty is in Christ, if we walk in the freedom that he gives us, then we're going to be able to proclaim that liberty. He's going to bind up our broken heart, and we are no longer going to be bound in this prison. Now there are three, I don't know whether to call them deeper or larger or bigger, types of fear. Witchcraft, torment, and imprisoned. So let's look at witchcraft first. Witchcraft is a rebellion. Now it could be my rebellion, or it could be the rebellion of others but it will bring a great stronghold in your life. Idolatry is like witchcraft and stubbornness in 1 Samuel 15, 23. These things will cause us to be dominated or controlled. Now, the way to overcome a stronghold of witchcraft and fear is by obedience and deliverance. 1 Samuel 15, 22b, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Psalms 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Now, sometimes we have got ourselves trapped into a rebellion. Now, could it, not, it might have been somebody else's rebellion. It might have been things that were done to us that has got us trapped and ensnared in this chronic fear. So I want you to seek the Lord and let him deliver you from all your fears. Now, here's some more verses. Psalms 37, 40. Exodus 14, 14, Jeremiah 32, 27, and Psalms 56, 11. Now the next type of advanced fear is a paralyzing, tormenting fear. It's characterized by being paralyzed and paranoia. So it's called torment, and the opposite of torment is love. Now let's look at 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And in Romans 8, 37, 39, 
Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So there is a love that comes that will release us from the torment and from a tormenting spirit, and we will no longer be paralyzed and in paranoia. Now the third type of advanced fear is imprisoned. When we are imprisoned in Matthew 12, 29, we are bound by the strong man. The opposite of this is boldness and courage. Look at Hebrews 13, 6 so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Let's look at Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. And the secret to that is in verse 8. Joshua 1, 8. Meditating upon his law day and night. And as we meditate upon his law, he will go with us and we will have a mighty boldness. But it is not our boldness. It's a boldness of the Holy Spirit as he lives and operates inside of us. Now, if we're living in our fear, we're not abiding in the Holy Spirit. So this day, I want you to recognize your fear and I want you to say no, no more fear. And I want you to kick it out, kick out fear. Every time you feel it, say, nope not going there. Nope, not going to feel that. Whenever I have rational fears, I'm going to be prudent. Whenever I have irrational fears, I'm going to control my thoughts. Whenever I have the fear of man, I'm going to trust in the Lord and rest in Him. Whenever I'm worried about what people say about character assassinations, I'm going to be steadfast, walking in the liberty of Christ that has made me free. Then whenever the advanced fears come, and these would come if you have ever been in trauma, maybe even in a war zone or in domestic violence, witchcraft. And with the opposite of witchcraft, we're going to obey and we're going to cry out to God for deliverance. There are many deliverance scriptures in the Psalms where David cries out. Get into those deliverance scriptures. And then there is torment. When there is torment, we're going to ask for love. Now, I just thought of another verse. 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. So the opposite of tormenting fear is love. And then whenever we're imprisoned, we're bound by our problems or by fears, we're going to ask God for that holy boldness, that courage, that strength to overcome. So what's your job today? Your job, my friend, is to recognize your fears, start journaling about them, start talking about them. Sometimes they get overwhelming and you can't do it all at once. You got to do it a little at a time. And then I want you to take them to the Lord, offer them up as a sacrifice, and start walking in obedience and walking in love. And then the Lord is going to deliver you in a mighty way. And we're going to talk more about what to do when those fears don't go away. And there are many more lessons I have here on fear, and I will see you on the next lesson. And this is The Rocky Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. I hope you enjoyed this lesson today. If you want to hear it again, you can listen to it on Rocker Recovery Podcast, on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. And our website is enablersjourney.com. We'll see you later.